Hey everybody, Luke McElroy here again and welcome back to another Physiology Secrets. Uh, just leaving the office now and uh, I just had a question from the last client for the day. Uh, just surrounding surrounding programming and sort of when to schedule certain sessions um, in the lead up to an event. And it's a, it's a fairly common question that I get. Um, and again, it, it does come down to everybody's a little bit different and there are more than one ways to program to get a similar result. But the whole idea of coming in for testing is is sort of to get your training zones locked in and also to find those physiological strengths and weaknesses so that we can then give you specific training advice um, so that you can turn those weaknesses, weaknesses into strengths and peak for an event. But having said that, there are some, you know, some general sort of guidelines, which, which I use anyway, um, to, to program so people are peaked at the right time uh, for a certain event. So before I go into them, I'm just going to quickly cover off some ways that we can actually get, uh, get fitter uh, so that we can be peaked for the race. So there's a couple of things that we can measure. So we can, we can improve aerobic capacity. And aerobic capacity is basically your base. So it's the ability to complete a certain distance using oxygen and using the aerobic system. So um, this is basically training to be able to finish the distance. And a good way to know whether you've got a good base or not is if you go out and say, let's say you're going for a run and you're just cruising along at six minute Ks, uh, a good way to check if you've got a good base is if your heart rate stays fairly constant throughout that whole session, okay? So if it starts to drift, um, drift higher, it's called cardiac drift. Um, it can be it can be from an external factor such as heat. If you, if, if you start to warm up um, and, and start to sweat, you're gonna get an increased heart rate. But um, if, if heat's not the factor, then it can be an indicator that um, your base needs to improve a little bit if that, if that heart rate continues to creep up when the pace is remained unchanged. So aerobic capacity is the ability to complete the distance using oxygen. So that's your base training stuff. You've got aerobic power which is your top end stuff. That's your VO2 max intervals, all right? That's the one that a lot of people lack because they, they don't put in their, their high intensity intervals. Um, and the whole goal of that is to be able to use oxygen quickly. So it's to be able to use oxygen more quickly. So we want to build up your base, the, the ability to, to complete a, di a certain distance using oxygen. And then we want to be able to complete that distance faster. So that's about the aerobic power. So those two are kind of, they, they work in conjunction with, it, with each other. Okay, so which we'll cover off in a sec, but they should be programmed at the same time because they have basically an identical goal of increasing VO2 max, but they have two different um, focus area. One, one is to improve your capacity to, to actually do the work, and the other one is to be able to do the work more quickly. Uh, we've got your, your lactate threshold or your functional threshold. And that's your ability to put up with and tolerate, tolerate and clear lactic acid, so that burn in the legs, okay? So the average person can only tolerate about 70 to 75% of their VO2 max at their threshold, uh, whereas the elites, they, they can tap into and use about 88 to 94% of your VO2 max. So nobody can use 100% VO2 max, it's, well, not for very long anyway. Um, 1500 meter runners, they use about 103% VO2 max and, they're, and the, the elite guys are only running for you know, three minutes 45. So we can't use 100% VO2 max for more than four or five minutes if we're very, very well conditioned. But your threshold is the point which you can hold for 45 to six, theoretically, 45 to 60 minutes, right? So it's when that lactic acid coming into the muscle and the blood exactly meets your body's ability to clear it out. So we're at a nice, comfortable, not, not comfortably hard, it's very hard, but it's a, it's a hard, a comfortably hard pace. Um, it's basically your one hour race pace. 
okay so we can improve our body's ability to to clear that out now physiologically they're the three ways to to maximize your performance they build up your aerobic capacity your aerobic power and your lactate threshold okay other things which will help is obviously economy if you can run swim cycle row uh, faster using less energy and less oxygen, then that's going to benefit performance as well. That, that's just, that just makes sense. Okay, we want to we want to get from A to B using uh, in the most economical way possible, so that we don't waste any energy. But physiologically, they're the three ways that we do it. Now, in terms of how to program them, well, they do very different things. So the whole idea of 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 training is obviously to get yourself as physiologically fit. Um, as possible for a certain event, okay? And what's going on here? Looks like somebody's had a bit of a bingle. Um, yeah, so the, the, we want to get as, physiologi- as physiologically fit as we can uh, without obviously being peaked for too long and then getting risk, uh, risking getting injured and sick, okay? So uh, your base training, but basically take, if you've got an, an A race, the way I do it uh, for most people, again, it's going to change depending on your strengths and weaknesses. But let's just say, you know, we've got six months and we've got um, we've come from being not fit at all to trying to get peaked in six months. All right, two to two and a half months out from the race, we're doing specific preparation. All right, so it's going to be it's going to be race pace efforts. It's going to be threshold work. We're going to be as specific as possible to the event that we're going to complete. The rest of it, so the other uh, the other three and a half to four months is just your base building work, all right? So base training should be obviously your zone two, endurance zone stuff. Um, It's in the absence of lactic acid, so we don't want lactic acid to be more than two and a half millimoles. Um, I would really love, I'd really love to be able to tell you a method to estimate your your long, slow distance heart rate. Um, You can get pretty good estimates of your threshold and your VO2 max. You can't. I'm yet to find a method to, to accurately determine that that aerobic based heart rate zone without actually doing lab testing. So the Phil Maffetone method, the 220 minus your age and percentages of max heart rate. I can't find one that works, and I very rarely see people that get it right, or the ones that do get it right just by chance by using an equation. Because sometimes that equation obviously works. It just doesn't work for a lot of people. But the ones who do get it right just by chance their aerobic capacity is through the roof and it's always really, really good because it just so happens that they're, they're running, swimming, riding, rowing at the right heart rate. Um, so unfortunately, guys, I can't actually give you a, 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 an even an estimate because it, it literally changes it changes week to week. As you get fitter, that, that heart rate will change and, and within three months, um, it could be completely different, which is why people generally come back and retest in three months. But we want to be under two and a half millimoles of lactate. Basically, we want it to be slow and we want it to be easy in conversation pace because lactic acid shuts off mitochondria and the mitochondria need to grow for our aerobic capacity to improve, all right? So we don't want lactic acid in the blood. So we want to do your aerobic-based stuff and we want to do your VO2 max intervals. Two to four minutes on, 95% VO2 max. Um, if, if this doesn't make sense to you, go back and, and listen to the, the podcast about high-intensity interval training because we cover off um, why that works. But that's all to do with aerobic power. So capacity and power, they put them together and, and, we, and we basically get speed or your aerobic speed, more or less. Okay, So it's about being able to... One is about completing the distance. One is about completing the distance quickly. Put them together. They're both going to improve your VO2 max. All right. Think of your VO2 max as a car engine. 
Um, you can be a V6, a V8, uh, sorry, a V4, a V6, or a V8 engine, all right? Your threshold or your functional threshold is how many cylinders that you can use. As we said, nobody can hold 100% VO2 max. The average is 70, 75, the elites is 88 to 94. So the whole idea of base training, let's say we're at the moment we're a V6 engine working on four cylinders, all right? So we've got a pretty good VO2 max. Our threshold's okay, we're holding four cylinders, but it's not, we haven't maximized the engine, all right? So the whole goal of this, this three and a half to four months is to turn that V8, that V6 engine into a V8 engine. I don't care how many cylinders we're working on yet because that's more specific preparation. So we want to upgrade that V6 working on four cylinders, shift the whole thing up and go to a V8 which is working on six cylinders, okay? If we improve your VO2 max, your threshold improves too. It's all relative, all right? If, if your VO2 max is 50 and you can hold 70% of that at threshold, if you can then go up to 70, which is a massive jump, it's still going to be 70%, but it's going to be 70% of 70, which is a, a larger number than 50, okay? So we want to get that V6 to a V8 engine. So we're going to do aerobic capacity and aerobic power work. Then when we get two, two and a half months out, months out, which is plenty of time to get our body's ability to tolerate lactic acid up, that's when we do specific preparations. So this is when we're going to do our, our threshold intervals. Maybe we're doing 10, 20, 30, even up to 60 minute efforts at race pace. We're going to have a shorter recovery um, and then we're going to repeat that. So we're going to have lactic acid coming in for say 20 minute effort. We're going to have a 10 minute or a five minute floating recovery. So we're going to get a partial recovery in, in lactic acid. Um, and then we're going to go again. But the, the key of this session is that lactic acid is always present in the muscle, all right? So we go 20 on, 10 off. We're going to get lots of lactic acid in. Some of it's going to come out, but not all of it. And then we're going to go again, all right? So it's always got lactic acid in the system. So we get better at tolerating and clearing it. We want to be as specific as possible, as we said. So if you're going to be doing, I don't know, let's say, if you're doing crit racing, which is a lot of short accelerations, then you're going to do a lot of short accelerations in your training. If you're doing a continuous sport, let's say we're doing, I don't know, 70.3, then you might be looking at doing 30 or 60 minute efforts, okay? More longer sustained efforts um, and a recovery after that. So we want to be as specific to the event as we can. Now the whole idea of this, this two to one work to rest ratio or this three to one where we're going say 20 on, 10 off, lactic acid's coming in, we get better at tolerating lactic acid. We now turn our V8 engine, which is working on six cylinders, into a V8 engine working on seven or eight cylinders, all right? We need to maximize the engine first before we worry about getting that, that engine working on all, all, all eight cylinders, all right? People go wrong in that they don't do their base stuff first, so they, they get stuck as a V6 engine, and they can get that V6 engine working on six cylinders. You can be super fit on six cylinders, but you can't upgrade to a V8 until you go back a step and do your aerobic capacity and your aerobic power work, okay? Um, I, had a, I had a guy come in today, Roger, and he, he, um, he came to me four months ago. We did a VO2 max test with lactate. We looked at his, at his data and we did, a, uh, we did four months of training. So what it showed up with him is that his aerobic capacity was quite good, as was his, his, his um, functional threshold. They were all pretty good. It was his aerobic power which was, which was not so good. And that's, that is fairly common. It's not, always, it's not always the case, but I'd say in 60 to 65% of people, the aerobic power is what's lacking. Um, so what we did was we wanted to improve his aerobic power. So we came in and we, we did a program. A lot of it was to do with, it was basically a base building phase. So we did mostly aerobic capacity, long, slow stuff, and our aerobic power VO2 intervals. Um, and it really flattened off his, his fraction of expired oxygen graph um, which, which means that he was more efficient at using oxygen at the top end, all right? His aerobic capacity didn't change much, 
but it was already well above the average. It was already very good. So I said, well, look, we, if we can't improve your aerobic capacity, but we want to go faster, then we're going to get muscular endurance in the legs by doing your hard stuff, and we're going to, by, sorry, by doing your long stuff, and then we're going to do aerobic power VO2 max intervals because if we can drag up your top end and become more efficient at using oxygen at the top end, your VO2 max will come up. All your, all your um, bottom end gets dragged up with it, all right? If you can use oxygen more efficiently at a higher intensity, you're not going to have to start relying on or producing lactic acid until later on, all right? So his lactate, his lactic acid, it was down about two millimoles every stage, which is off the chart. So resting lactate's one to two. When he hit two millimoles of lactate today, four months ago, he was hitting four millimoles of lactate, which is almost at his threshold, all right? So his Ironman performance is going to improve actually through training the top end, all right? So there's a couple of ways that you can attack it. If you're just doing your base stuff, you're really, you're really missing out on doing, uh, you're really missing out on attacking that VO2 max from two angles, because there's two ways that we can do it. Bit of a long one here, guys. Um, so as a summary, and I will go into into uh, go into how to build a training program. There is a video if you want to go on YouTube, and um, it's on my page. It's called How to Build a Training Program 101 or something like that. But I will go into that in the next podcast, but I don't want to go over time. I want to keep this short and sharp. But as a summary for today, um, we can improve aerobic capacity, we can improve aerobic power, and we can improve, improve lactate threshold. In terms of the ways we want to go about it, find your key race, Two, two and a half months out, you're going to be doing um, specific threshold work. So you want to do two to one, so 20 on, 10 off. And you want to be going at race pace or above, so really specific to, to race intensity. Um, and then any extra time you've got, so let's say if you're basing it on six months, you've got three and a half to four months at the start. That's when you're doing purely base work where you're building up the volume. I'll go into that next time, but building up the volume. Um, and getting in a mixture of those VO2 intervals, two to three times a week is ideal, mix it up, and those those easy, uh, long base training sessions, all right? Uh, the next podcast will be about building a program, so tune into that, and this will all tie together nicely. Any questions, let me know, otherwise I'll speak to you soon.